Welcome to There's Something About Mary Carey. I'm Mary Carey. I'm here with Matt, producer Matt, the new name. You're like neighbor Dave, but producer Matt. You have a producer Matt. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. That's much better. If we're out in a social situation, like with him, I told you, I go, oh, this is my neighbor Dave. And then it sounds like we're not friends, but like, yeah. oh, this is producer Matt. So, like, it actually, then it sounds like, are you just a producer? That's, and we're we're certainly more than that. Yeah, we we're certainly more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, because I put my phone on silent a lot, and then oh, I my forget. phone lives exclusively oh, on, on silent. silent. I, yeah. I because I I'm trying to do too much. I need to be able yeah. to put it in another room for an hour and not mm-hmm. be like distracted. Yeah. But talking about having to put your phone away for a little yes. bit, our guest couldn't have her phone for about a month. I know. We're doing a reality show that is. I believe at this point, the number two trending show on Netflix behind It'll probably be number one soon, too. Yeah. We, we are joined by one of the people from The Circle. Yes. And I, first of all, I hadn't seen the show until you've been talking about it. You and our last guest, Amanda, were talking about it. Yeah. So I've, you know, you've mentioned it to me a lot. Like, probably almost every episode, I feel like you mentioned yeah. watching I it. I love this show. And so I finally, you know, I watched it solely because you told me to, and I knew we were having her, and I really liked it. So I'm only a little bit through it. So I'm actually gonna go and watch it all but yeah it's a really it's really good i wish i could be on a show like that we'll figure this out we're gonna crack this code but (laughs) we're joined by Alyssa lube who is both of our favorite contestants on on the show she genuinely might be my favorite contestant in the history of the show the circle yeah she's great but the behind the scenes story is i'm watching the circle the day it drops and this girl walks in who's a sex coach and has a vagina pillow. Yes. And I said, yes. <laughs> this is the right person for the Mary Carey podcast. <laughs> and you were right. She was amazing. I just, I'm very impressed by her. Really. She's just, you know, she's not like a typical reality show contestant, in my opinion. You know, no, she's not. She's very chill, very cool. And very pretty, very pretty. And yeah, we, we shot a message to her and. Yeah. Not only did she say yes, she said, oh, my God, I love Mary Carey. Oh, that's so sweet of her. This is you as a a fan of the circle geeking out just as much as she's geeking out to be talking to you. And then I'm just kind of there. But this is our episode. (laughs) Best one yet. Yes. And they're just getting better from here. Yes. But there's something about Mary that they don't know. Great anyway. Oh my god, so do you. You're so Thank cute. You. Hi, producer Matt. <laughs> I love producer Matt. <laughs> well, Alyssa, welcome to There's Something About Mary Carey. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Um, the first big question I have to ask you is can you please get me a vagina pillow? Like, oh my god. I want one. She's become like a main character in my life now. Yeah. <laughs> I have an Instagram just for the pillow. Yeah, she should. And, and take the pillow and put it. I was just about to say that she could take the pillow around to different places. <laughs> like, look at the Volvo pillow at cough at Starbucks. Volvo oh pillow. God. Yes. I do that. You that should. So funny. Yes. I love that. And you know what? It's so funny Everywhere. because I feel like some people know what it is. Like some people see it and right yeah. away they're like, is that? Um, is that a, is that a vagina? And I'm like, <laughs> vulva is true. Yes. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. You should totally make an Instagram with it and you just have to get like a really big purse. And so you can 
pull it out and then put it away like baseball game and like show it, you know, it comes in like, in like a sheer little bag, like a little protective bag type of thing. But it's like the elite, like, it's just like very clearly a pillow of a vagina. When I was, when I was going through the airport and they've had to like, they'll like Mm. unzip my bag occasionally. And and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, it's a uh, pillow. And then later, (laughs) And then later we had to, before we go into the show, they go through all of our bags yeah, to make sure that yeah. we don't have any, like anything branded, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And again, like the secure, this like giant security man, I'm like, Hey, um, I'm just going to give you a warning in advance. That's a vulva pillow that you're picking <laughs> up there. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I've seen worse things. This is fine. <laughs> it's wild. The stuff that you have to like preference TSA with. Cause like oh, yeah. I, I always travel prepared to have to maybe record an interview. So I have mm-hmm. this little zoom recorder that has the two microphones at the top, but through an x-ray, it just looks like a big ass taser. So I always have to be like, (laughs) I'm like, listen, I do podcasts. That's a microphone. It's going to look like a taser. Feel free to take it out and check. But like, I wasn't expecting to give you my entire, do you want my LinkedIn? I can give it to you. Yeah. When I feature dance, I always would carry on my costumes. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a cop outfit, school girl outfit, jungle girl. And then I always also, even though I check a lot of my DVDs, I would um, like bring DVDs on Mm -hmm. just in case and my eight by tens and when they would go through my bag so I'm pretty good like so they don't have to go through it but Mm -hmm. then they're like emptying out like all the movie you know the movies and the the costumes and everything (laughs) you offer them free ones you're like please you know what I that's what I used to do the guys when you like check in curbside because I was always running late Mm -hmm. so I would just quickly like hand them a DVD and so I started giving them DVDs as tips so then because I flew every weekend on American so like they started all knowing when I was coming and like different guys had all come around I'm like, can I get a DVD? But sometimes I was traveling just to like go visit my mom. So I'm like, I don't have them this time, but I'll bring you one next time. (laughs) You're very popular at the airport. (laughs) I got to tell the audience listening, because by the time they hear this episode, they already know the results of the circle at this point. At the time I'm recording, I'm hanging on a fucking cliffhanger. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. In the circle. Yes, I know. You're dirty before this. I know. You know what's so funny is like anytime we've done any sort of like press conversations, they're always sort of like you can you can spoil it for me. No, I have actively told oh you God. in multiple emails. Um, yeah, I'm not, not gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna spoil it for you. You're gonna have to wait. Oh, no, I love spoilers. Yeah, I know you can't do it. Don't. When we're done recording, you need I'll, to tell me everything. I'll walk, I will. And walk you can the take your away. producer Matt can take his headphones off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out, honestly, to Netflix who have like really taken the mantle of like early so 2000s true. VH1 as far as like top notch reality television has been yeah. going because the last like five years they are killing it. But the circle is to me head and shoulders above all of the other shows. Oh, I'm so glad you feel that way. I like, I love that Netflix is branching out into like these dating shows. Like I, I know, I know that all of the people who are on them are like, you know, in probably an unhealthy, like the ultimatum. I was like, none of these relationships are healthy. None of these are going to last. <laughs> I mean, you're walking away not being the shake of this season, which is a huge benefit to your life. Oh right my now. God. <laughs> I literally, like, I can't, like, I'm obsessed with ev- all of these new Netflix reality shows. And to know that I'm on one just feels surreal. But it's also, like, it doesn't, I'm, I've been watching it with my parents. Aww. They have no spoilers at all. So, like, they oh. have no idea what's going on, especially for, like, this 
Spice Girls episode. That one my mom started without me and she's blowing up my phone and she was like, we need to talk. And I'm like, I, okay. I'm- then you got to meet them. They went to your room, which like no offense. I, I love very- the Spice Girls. I'm yeah. so jealous because I'm 41. So like 98, 99, I was like a senior in high school listening to Spice yeah. Girls. So. <laughs> I was very I excited them. because like you are my favorite contestant this season. I've been rooting you Thank on the you. whole time. That being said, I was actually kind of sad they chose you over Rachel because like Rachel just seemed to be oozing childhood Spice Girl fan. <laughs> like, she she does. And I felt that I genuinely thought they were going to go see Rachel. So I was in my room. You know, we get the notification that like they're on their way to someone's room. And I'm like, yeah. it's not me. And so I'm just I'm like sitting on the couch. I don't know, like <laughs> book and just like I was doing a puzzle at that time actually is what I was doing. And then all of a sudden I hear like the banging on my door and I immediately had like stress induced IBS and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) they're here. And it was like, I can't even explain how surreal that was. And they also smell amazing. Like they just, yes, they just smelled like patchouli and warm spices. So like (laughs) I literally like laid down on the floor after that. And I was like, they smelled so good. I can't believe that they were here. And then, and then like knowing it was coming out now, I was like, I'm excited to see what I, what happened because I blacked out. So I, this is news for me as because I have no idea what I said. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute though. How many weeks are you guys? See, that's the thing. I mean, we filmed for three weeks on Celebrity Rehab and Sober yeah. House, but we're with a group of people. How yeah. You guys are like alone. I couldn't do that. How long were you in there for? Well, so we had, because of COVID especially, we had to, the show films in Manchester in the UK. Yeah. Oh, and it does. So- okay. That's what I thought. I'm like, I don't recognize these buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what city is this? Yeah, it, it's Manchester. So we... We had to like go there and isolate for COVID and then we have to be in these holding apartments. So no one can see you ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. we we live with chaperones. So we have Mm -hmm. one person and they're tracking all the other chaperones on this app. So when we go for walks and stuff, we don't (laughs) run into each other. Yeah. You know, finally you'll, you'll eventually get the call where you're going in. And then from the time you start filming the show, if you're one of the first people who, who get dropped in. And you make it to the finale, it's two weeks. Oh, that's not too bad then. But still, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be alone that long. Wait, do you have to cook for yourself too, right? Or do they? You ha- Yeah, you have to cook for yourself. I would lose so much weight there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how to cook. I did, but mostly because every time, and, and a lot of other people in the cast had this experience, and I don't know what it is, but we were all cracking. So we don't know what time it is. So there's no clocks. There's no calendar. No. no. No clock? No clock, no calendars. Oh. We don't know the day or the time. It's so like disorienting. But the amount of people also when I tell them that <laughs> are like, but you have a window. And I was like, do I look like a fucking sundial? Do you look like a girl? <laughs> you think I know how to tell? But do you know what time it is based on what What? Oh my gosh. So we ended up having like such weird eating schedules because of, you know, when everybody was around to chat and whatever. But It was just wild. (laughs) The other big question I have watching this show, because my friend Rachel's the one who who turned me on to the circle Mm -hmm. and her reasoning was you would be a great contestant on it. So you (gasps) need to watch it and learn. But A, I don't think I could go two plus weeks without a cell phone or laptop with the work that I do. (laughs) That would be really difficult. But also, obviously, you know, one hour long episode is usually a day or two of information. And I feel like we're capturing probably 90% of the actual circle chat that's allowed to happen message-wise. What do you do with your other <laughs> free time? Yeah. Wait, you don't get a phone, even like a landline to call your family? 
note. But in between all of those, I read a lot of books. I did a lot of puzzles. And I was a very intense note taker. So I was like, yeah, very deep that. in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all right. I think it's time. This was a this was a good circle chat. Yes. Circle <laughs> yeah, chat closed. I'll, I'll start. Alyssa, what was the first day of your life that you remember? Oh, my God. That's a great question. The first day of my life that I remember. I have a very, like, strong memory of the birthday party I had in the first grade. <laughs> oh, okay. This sounds like a, a happy, like, This is a happy memory. one. All, you normally yeah, everyone else is, like, drowning in pools. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty early memory. And I remember being, like, I was a big, big Backstreet Boy fan. Like, mm. no one in this world could tell me that they weren't the best band ever. NSYNC is so much better. I agree with well, Mary. now I'm team NSYNC. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm team NSYNC. I dated Chris Kirkpatrick. So Get I'm out of here. <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> it was short-lived. <laughs> Because I was also talking to Dwight Howard, and he was on the Orlando Magic at the time. You're and nice so one. I didn't tell – I told him I was staying at Chris Kirkpatrick's, but everyone knew. And then Dwight showed up at Chris's. Meanwhile, Dwight had called my phone for like three hours, and Chris oh. was like, ignore, ignore, ignore it. And then somehow Dwight just knocked on the door. They let him through the guard gate and everything. So Chris didn't believe me. Chris is like, you did invite him over here. And so then he kicked Amazing. me out Kicked me out the next morning. <laughs> That's an iconic story. I love it. I love it. So did you have a Backstreet Boys themed party? Okay. Then? Sorry. I always interrupt. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. I love that. was an incredible thing to interrupt with. Um, <laughs> I, I was a big Backstreet Boys girl. And so like the theme of my birthday parties for like my entire childhood was Halloween because I was born. Oh. October nineteenth. Oh, and October fourteenth, right here. So I. Oh, are you guys thing. both? Are you guys both Libras, or do you yeah, end up being a Scorpio? Absolutely. I'm a Libra. You, good, good, good. Because if you were a Scorpio, I'd have to hang up. They're like my least. Ma- <laughs> no, they're my least match. They're like they're like the one negative one. So, but Libras are in my top three. So. Okay, that's why okay. this is. This- so, so I always had Halloween themed birthday parties and now I'm a big fan of like horror movies and scary things still. So big Halloween gal, Halloween party, but I had everyone line up in two separate, like I, I didn't think that I could say <laughs> until recently, but now, now that I'm reflecting on this moment, this is like an absurd thing to do. I was like seven. I, I had everyone line up in two different lines to determine if we were going to listen to Backstreet Boys, the album or the millennium album. Mm, oh, okay. I, I was I like thinking this to go. Oh, I made everyone line up and do the everybody dance together. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Dance. Certainly not. I I was in <laughs> dance class from I like when I was a child until maybe like the eighth grade. Terrible, still, still terrible. What a waste of money for my parents. Really? For the um, record, my vote would be for the self-titled personally. As much as I like Millennium, oh, I would. I think the, the self-titled one. has more bangers. I I need a little bit of both, but I think I would lean more towards self-titled. I love yeah. that album. If you so want to be a good girl, get yourself a bad boy. That alone, bad like boy. that's all you need. <laughs> AJ in in a mesh t-shirt—they're <laughs> not that cute. NSYNC guys are way cuter. NSYNC also has slightly better politics. We've learned in the last year, <laughs> but we won't get into that. Oh my god, cracks me up. Oh my goodness, that's like a fun. Bur- that's a really positive, happy memory. Yeah, I, I'm sure I can. That's I can dig up a traumatic one if I had more no, time. No, than no, I no, no. We need happy ones on this show. Yeah. And I'm going to ask a question as a fellow horror movie buff. Yes. What was your first horror movie? Oh. My first horror movie was The Ring. How old were you when you saw that? I was in the fifth grade and I was terrified. I and feel I like that's too young to watch that. It was way too young. And I 
I was scared, really scared of horror yeah. movies for a long time. And then the next horror movie I watched when I started to actually like them was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And because, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, okay. Uh, the, the reason the I- Or the, the remake. If the you original. Know. I don't okay. really like the remake very much. Same, it's like, same. You're saying, you're speaking my language. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> producer Matt. <laughs> I'm the same thing, but I, I, that movie, I, it was the first time I was like, oh, this is fun because I'm not in Texas and I yeah. didn't trespass. And so this literally can't happen to me. Mm, okay. And then I felt like, okay, this is fine <laughs> and everything's fine. I like special effects makeup. And so I like moved to LA thinking that's what I was going to do. And then in, in that whole, like I moved to LA, COVID hit, I needed a job. And then that's how I ended up working for a sex coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that, that you work for a sex coach. Oh my God. It was that's, the best time. It was so I feel fun. like that's when I, when I find on cam, mm-hmm. I always feel like when I webcam with guys that I'm like a sex therapist. Cause I pretty much sit around and they just like, yes. tell me all their problems and everything. Yes. A hundred percent. And you're doing it in a place where like people are so much more likely to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You've already like broken down the biggest barrier, which is yeah. like all of this like sexual shame that everyone walks around with and whatever. And you've already broken past that, so you could you could probably ask them for their social security number. And I know people always like even when I would fly, like I flew a lot every weekend, like I said, mm-hmm. and um, and because I flew a lot, I always got to be in first class because of my miles. And pretty much when someone a guy sat next to me, once we started talking, they would always like tell me the craziest things because I think yeah. they just instantly felt. Sometimes it would bother me. I'm like, okay, I don't want to like why you know like I went on a date with a guy once. He started telling me all about how much porn he watches, and I'm like, if you didn't know my career, would you yeah. like be telling me all this stuff? You know, it's like yes, sex might be sex work is is work, and I agree with that, and we say that all the time. But simultaneously, like if you're a construction worker, you don't want to come home and have to just do construction right. all day. Right? <laughs> there's also like this this weird thing that happens now where like I haven't I haven't really been dating that much because it's just been like so busy. But like anytime I've even made an attempt, it's like I think pe- the the men think that I I'm going to immediately like I don't know I have like a strap on and I'm going to use it day one. And in reality, I'm like a, I'm a pretty like vanilla, vanilla mm-hmm. gal, but it's so funny that they think they're like, teach me something. And I'm like, I know I, I hate guys have said that to me forever. And I'm like, I don't know anything to teach. <laughs> like, what is I barely know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of editing involved in those movies. Right? Like they're like, teach me something. And I'm like, I don't know. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. What do you want? That's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. These guys who could barely pass a biology test, like teach me how to be good at sex. It's like, well, let's start with biology. Right. It's also like, like realistically, if you really want me to like sit down and teach you what, what it, it's not going to be that like sexy and fun. Like yeah. it's like, you really want me to teach you, like I can, I can teach you that, you know, the clitoris <laughs> is like, you know, it's kind of the size that you think it is. Yeah. But, like, but does that really, is that really date talk? Do you really want to discuss that with me? Like, do you want to talk about the orgasm gap? We can discuss it if you want. But I <laughs> you want to. What are you asking for exactly? Hey, what is the orgasm gap? Well, so men report 80 or sorry, 90% of the times that they have sex um, mm, with yeah. women, they orgasm. Women's like 30%. <laughs> yeah, I think I think women I probably say it's something like 70%. Oh, is that high for women? I wouldn't think it's that high even. Well, I think it's partially because women, I mean, we always Does it include that, oral sex or just actual? It includes oral. Oh, okay. Then I believe 70. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But but it's so funny because 
like, because a lot of the time what we would say when we're, when my, my boss, my old boss and I would talk to women about mm-hmm. how like, they're never orgasming when they're having yeah. sex. You have to know how to, you have to know what works for you so that you can direct this other person. So a lot of the time, like we blame this orgasm gap on the men in the situation, but it ends up being like us still that should figure out a way to like best communicate. And like, that's something that we can all work on. But we also, women aren't really embraced as the same way that men are in terms of like masturbation and exploring our own bodies. Like that's still such a barrier that we, we deal with. One of the other shows that I produce, The Roaring Twenties, the one host, Brooke, talks about frequently on the show, like the current relationship she's in with her fiance is the most rewarding relationship she's ever been in because they're so communicative during lovemaking about like, this feels good, this doesn't. So that like for future reference, they know like, okay, this is a good thing that we can keep doing. This is a bad thing to not do as much. Yeah, that's really good. That's really great because we all like all all of us, our own bodies kind of respond to things in their own way. And it's interesting because the orgasm really happens in your brain. Like it. Yes, exactly. All of these things that are like all your neurons are firing off and like sending these these messages to your brain. But it's happening up here. And so if you have like all of these other stress things happening in the background, that makes it more difficult. And if you are um, not communicating to your partner, like this is what feels feels good and this is what doesn't, obviously you're never going to get there either. Sexuality is so nuanced and so just like complicated. And it, it's silly to me that people think that if they have sex one way with one person, they're going to have that same sex with everyone else and it'll be successful every single time. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. I agree too. And people say like, oh, was that person like good in bed? I'm like, just because someone's good in bed for, for one person, right. the other person, it might not be. So there's really no like saying if someone like, it could be a good experience for you, but it doesn't, right. you know. I had a very small window in college where I, I had like a couple one night stands and I hated Whoa, it. Whoa, you I did. I know, risque. <laughs> but I absolutely hated it because to me it's like sex isn't good if there's not that emotional connection. Yeah. But like <laughs> guilt and other emotions kind of take over in those cases. Yeah. There are plenty of people who can have sex without having like a deep mm-hmm. emotional connection. And I think it it's funny that you bring up the guilt portion of it because most of the time the people who are able to do that are people who are just like embracing the feelings, like the the physical bot in yeah. your body feelings. Those are people who are a lot less in their head and a lot more in their body. Not everyone is like that. Everyone's different. There's no like right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, those people are doing it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, not at all. None of us get to adulthood unscathed. We don't. And so now like as we get older, like I I find that it's interesting that like that we find those like that like quote ho phase (sighs) happens when you're much younger because you have a lot less like of those that like weight responsibilities, that shame, that guilt is like not really fully engaged. Like your critical thinking is not totally there. And then you hit 25, your brain is done developing. And then all of a sudden that whole phase feels less fun to you. And I think it's it's because we start to like understand the world around us a little bit more. We understand the dangers of the world around us more. Like when you're in that phase of your yeah. life, like you are invincible. Like all of the things that would be risky in a sexual situation don't feel so true. So true. Like the things I did in my twenties now I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, being on the road and and at a club and thinking this guy's hot, like, and being like, Hey, come back to my room. Like now I'd be like, that's so like, I, 
Yeah, no, I, I'm afraid of everything. Like, I don't know how yeah. I did any of that stuff when I was younger. I mean, now I'm even afraid of strip clubs. And I spent like 18 years of my life in strip clubs. Right. And, so, and so it's true. We just know more. We know more yeah. and we're never scared of everything. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so true. Except I I didn't grow up. I didn't get scared of things until I was like 38. So I'm like really late. You know, most people, I was probably at 25. But yeah, <laughs> I became yeah. fearful at 38. <laughs> fearful at 38. <laughs> That yeah, should be wait. your book. That's the next book. Yes. <laughs> this is like, I'm learning so much and getting so many great ideas. This is great. <laughs> so I've got another first to throw out there. Obviously, okay. we're talking to you. You were just on The Circle. You've mentioned that you've been watching all of the Netflix shows. So I actually have a three-parter, but it's going to start mm-hmm. with what was the first reality show you ever watched? Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up questions are going to be, did you ever imagine you yourself would be on a reality show? And the final question, if you could choose any other Netflix reality show to cross over into for a future season, Ooh. what show would it be? Mm. So the first reality show I watched was Laguna Beach. I was a okay. big Laguna Beach gal. I was not like, I know that the real world, people really liked the real world. For some reason, it never caught on with me. But Laguna yeah. Beach... Honey, if I could have had a little teeny tiny Abercrombie and Fitch denim skirt, <laughs> that fantasy for me. Oh, I loved it. Like it was everything. And and then ironically, I went to Laguna Beach like a couple of years ago and I was like, it's not that great here. <laughs> that was the first one for sure. And I never thought I would be on. I mean, I think I, I always knew that like I didn't want to do a super linear like go to college. This is my job. And that's what I did. I went to college. I had corporate jobs and I hated it. And I was so like depressed. And the last corporate job that I had was um, at an advertising agency. And ironically, the billboard in Times Square is literally on the building that that job was. So that was like the weirdest serendipitous moment. So if you go onto like that picture on my Instagram where I'm by the billboard, you'll see like my old coworkers like that's so crazy. It's right on the building. So I knew I didn't want like a super linear job, but I tried because I knew that that was like the secure thing to do. Yeah. And then one day I just quit that job and I moved to LA and then now all these other things have happened and here I am. And I thought <laughs> I was, I moved to LA thinking I was going to do background stuff. Like I thought I was yeah. going to do special effects makeup and still stay in the background, but at least that was cooler. You know what? Other Netflix reality shows are mostly dating shows and I don't know how I would be on a dating show. I, I feel like you would do well because you know so much, though. You know what I mean? Right. But that makes me, like, like weird in <laughs> circumstances I say, like I, that. I, I, let me throw this at you because I don't think that you would be right for Love is Blind because, as we've already discussed, like, the people on The Ultimatum and Love is Blind are just, like, red flag factories to yeah, me for, exactly. for a big factor. Yeah, but then that's why she could be good because she's not like No, but that. she has to get married at the end of that to one of the red flags. <laughs> oh, okay. But then, the actual but you can just get it annulled. I don't see you being <laughs> enough of a party person for like the too hot to handle show because that also seems like a bit of a mess. Right. But right. you love special effects. I think for just the fun of it, you should do Sexy Beasts. Okay, I haven't watched Sexy Beasts yet, but one of the girls from Sexy Beasts DM'd me recently and she was like, I'm loving you on the show. And she's so beautiful. I could I could f- figure out which girl it is. And, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh, she did. She's verified. So I'm like, oh, she did a Netflix show. And I'm looking and I'm like, what is this show? Carrie Sell. 
I, I'd have to see what she looked like on Sexy Beast. They're covered under makeup the whole time. Oh, she's really pretty. Oh, she was the panda girl. Yeah, so she dates as a panda with a bunch of other people made up to look like other animals. So they have to go based solely on their personalities and nothing based on their looks. And but can then, you like? Can you hint? Like, can you be like, I am just really hot. Like, you say anything? Like, I'm I mean, hair. I'd hate to. I'd hate to ruin the big twist of of a Netflix show. But they're all hot. Every single one of them. <laughs> so it's, it kind of. Oh. It, I mean, I like that. It's like, oh, we have to figure out. Like, we're trying to prove that beauty isn't skin deep. But like, they're all supermodel level. Right. Hot, so like, do you ever see them? Yes. Every time oh. that they pick. They say, oh, I don't want to pick, like, I don't want to pick the cobra. They get to see what the cobra looks like not dressed up like a cobra. Yeah, they're probably in makeup for, like, six hours. And then they just go on, like, a shitty date and then have to wash it off when they don't get, when they choose the cobra instead. It's yeah. crazy. I want to go on that. That would be fun. Mary, we got to get you back into the reality show I world know. for I sure. I would love that. What kind of show would you do, Mary? Gosh. <laughs> I want to be on The Real Housewives, personally. <gasps> That's, like, what I want to be on. Oh my God. I well, love... It's your I idea mean, of just you and Megan hanging I out. I know. My friend Megan, who is, like, my best friend who lives now, like, she also moved back from L.A. to Florida. Mm -hmm. um, we both live in, like, Boca Raton area. And she was on, like... Rock of Love, Charm School, I Love Money. And then she had her own show, Megan Wants a Millionaire. You probably don't know these shows because they were, like, 2006 through 2010. I remember Rock of Love. I remember yeah. And so she was on those shows and she won Beauty and the Geek. And then she moved here. And then, you know, I met her when I was doing Celebrity Rehab and Sober mm -hmm. House. We're from the same part of Florida. So we wanted to do a show. Well, our idea is because I moved here, I thought I'd have a baby by now. So we wanted to do Mary and Megan are moms. Oh, but like, because she's a mom already. But <laughs> because it's like interesting. I mean, yeah, it'd just be fun. But I don't know. I ideas. I want to see one of these. We need to. Producer Matt, get on it. I'm trying. Yeah. Look, I'm trying. I've got plenty of ideas. I've just got no one to give me money to make them. <laughs> well, that is always the problem, isn't it? That's like one of the things, one of the, like, whenever I do those question boxes, people are like, are you like, like, do you feel so different? You're famous now? I'm like, I live in my parents' house and I have like a thousand dollars in my bank account. No, I feel yeah. the same. I feel yeah. the same. What are you talking about? Like, like what about party hosting though? Like back in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s, do bars and nightclubs not do that? Like they probably would book you like pay you an appearance fee like Megan was because I was always doing the strip club circuit Megan mm -hmm. every Friday Saturday was in a different city getting paid like a couple thousand sometimes only like a thousand but to just show up to a bar and hang out and drink do they not do that anymore and they probably do but they should do that they haven't like hit us yet. you know what though I'm so boring like if someone's gonna be like you have to arrive at 11 p.m I'd be like Oop, unfortunately not a task for me uh yeah. not gonna happen. I am like a like a in my bed by 9 p.m okay see how so like <laughs> I don't know so we were talking about sexy beast we were talking about you going to LA to do makeup so I have to ask was there a specific moment where you were watching a movie or something where you said, I would really like to do that type of effect. Pan's Labyrinth was a big one for me, but also Hellraiser. I think more so Hellraiser. Like the pinhead was incredible to me. Even Julia, this is like so gross for anyone who's not into this stuff, but there's a, <laughs> Julia is a, one of the characters in Hellraiser. And there's a point where she has no skin. So it's just like all of her, it's, like all of her muscle and her tissues oh, and her bones. Yeah. Like, but it's like, 
And it's weird to call that beautiful, but like the amount of work that it took to make that look real, like to know that they must have had to like study anatomy and how muscles pull and and move is like wild. And even like the um, the texture of it was incredible. So like that was a big one for me. Seeing like Julia as Hellraiser or in Hellraiser was incredible and like even the pinhead makeup was really cool too but the pan's labyrinth like um i the hands and or eyes and jones yeah doug jones is like the pale man and stuff yeah the pale man yeah that that was incredible too those were big ones for me even in hellraiser as a kid like the claymation stop motion of frank pulling his entire body back together in the attic is like it it should be gross but like you said it's weirdly beautiful how yes. it comes together. Okay, I'm going to go watch this movie now. <laughs> you have to. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's so, it's so like, I mean, it's very like, I think it's like an eighties situation, but even, but even, but knowing that it was filmed now, you know, however many years ago and the special effects were so like real looking still now when yeah. I'm it's amazing. Cause now everything's like CGI. CGI yeah. And like some of that stuff is cool, but when you really get the practical effects going, that's when mm-hmm. you have me. I love this. Cause I just think it's so cute that she's like, I she want to be behind the camera. Like, yeah. I don't think I, I've never known anyone like that. You're amazing in front of the camera. Yeah. And you're so pretty and, Great personality, well, really well, and really well spoken. You know, I I really see like she's got like a Christina Ricci, Katie Holmes type look going. Like she, like the idea that she was like, oh, I just want to be behind the scenes is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I just never thought. I don't know. I come from like, like my, my parents are like, my mom was born in the Bronx. My dad was born in Queens, and they're both from like immigrant households. And so we were always just like go to school, get the job, grind it out, make it to retirement, have a family. Like that was like, just, it was very simple family structures. And so like, I, I think my mom always sort of knew. Cause when I told her I was yeah. moving to LA, I, she's an Italian mom. And I told her I was moving across the country and she was like, I knew it. And I was like, wow, did you? And so it's funny. Cause I, <laughs> and now I'm like having flashbacks of like having like performances of, of, uh, whatever dumb dance routines I've done for my parents as children as a kid. But yeah, so she was like, not really surprised by that decision, but even now like watching what this show has done, like knowing that I have a billboard in Times Square, like I walked through Times Square every single day for two years and like went to my normal job. And it's just like taken my whole life and like put it in like a tailspin in the best way. It's so cool. Are there people on your show jealous that you were on the billboard? Um, okay. No, it's like a bunch of us. It's a, like wow. I think it's like five or six of us in that okay. little circle. And um, actually, Frank, Trevor, Delisa, um, they're all flying in this weekend to see the billboard. So we'll go all see that. And like of the New York people, like Frank, uh, John and Yu Ling will also come and we're all going to have our little circle reunion later today. I like John. I like him. I, I honestly, I've got very little beef with any of the contestants this season. I, the worst part of this whole, like, honestly, some of some, not all, some of the fans ruined the show because they're so mean in the comments. Like it's a game. Really? Yes. They get so mad. They get so mad at everyone. I get a little angry at Nathan. I'm not going to lie, but I know very well that Nathan would 100% be the type of person I actually hang out with because he's, he's goofy, but I get frustrated because I love that first season so much. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that first season is that everyone is just being themselves and not like thinking a million steps 
yep. ahead. And Nathan well, is because I'd never seen this. Once you yeah. see a show, it gives you And that's an idea. the thing. Yeah. Nathan was really yeah. the only yeah. player that like and it could just be in the editing, but when they cut to him, it really sounds like it's like, even though I know I want to vote this person off, I'm gonna mess with this person because like yeah. this, that, and the other thing where everyone else kind of just seems like you know, you said it even when the Spice Girls were talking, you're like, my game is to just be myself and hope that that wins people over. And that's yeah. like what I tune in to watch. So right. when someone's doing the opposite of that, I get frustrated. Yeah, I don't I hate them, but I get annoyed because totally I'm like, that. I don't like this gameplay. I totally <laughs> get that. Well, I will say two things. First, Joey Sasso, who won season one, is one of the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life. He is one of, he will FaceTime me regularly just to check in. He's like, how's it going? How's it, like, are you, are you having a good time? Is anyone being mean to you? He is like the most lovely person and he is exactly, exactly how he presents himself on the His show. His romance in season one is like uh, the, the most beautiful thing on in history. Love it. And Nathan, <laughs> who's played by Alex, is the most lovely wonderful person so warm and so kind and like honestly knowing that he's like that in real life and watching him I'm like I love watching him and I'm he's like actively trying to take me down and I'm like yes exactly (laughs) you're doing so good like I love watching him because like I like I want I had a lot of strategy in my game and like really the reason I chose to do the circle is because I love a good strategy and I also like didn't know that I was comp- as competitive as I was until I got on it and then I was like ooh this is yeah a- watching you play the circle is like watching me play Risk like <laughs> <laughs> like definitely you're like I'm, so I'm putting all my troops in Australia and I'm waiting yeah. for my attack <laughs> I was so intense with it so watching Nathan who's like also such a like a strategic game player is fun for me but I also at the same time like there's a reason why people love Frank because he's he is again exactly the way he is on the show is exactly the way he is on real life he's a riot Yu Ling when I was in the game anytime I saw the little bubbles pop up that she was typing I was like I have literally no idea what this woman could possibly say because everything she said was hysterical and like completely <laughs> out of pocket it was speaking amazing. of you Yu Ling iconic outfit makeup when she showed up with those hypnotized mm-hmm. eyeshadow thing in the one episode i was like what is happening yeah. this is amazing i didn't like that maybe. oh i loved <laughs> I it one, I, yeah. but i'm like a rupaul's drag race type fan and yeah. i'm like that is like drag so runway cool. look that she's yeah. got true, going. true. Like, yeah that's true yeah my dad was while we were watching that episode last night where she had that eye makeup yeah. and my dad was like, what the fuck is that and i was like it's it's fun dad it's fine everything's <laughs> yeah yeah but she's she again is like one time um i i picked her up to drive us she needed to go to new jersey to like run an errand and i have a car so i went and drove to brooklyn picked her up we went to new jersey and i went to her apartment and she was wearing a hot pink cropped jacket puffer jacket leather pants and i can't remember i think the shirt she was wearing said something like daddy's girl or something like that and i was like you just wake up like this don't you this is just who you are oh my gosh yeah i could never put i would never like get dressed up like just to do things like that on errands no i'm in oh my god you couldn't pay me to get dressed up to the like the turnpike yeah yeah no she cracks me up she yeah, no, everyone up. is so likable. You guys just had a great cast of people. We really did. And I hope that everyone just is nicer, like, as far as, like, the viewers. that And that's all to say, like, the, it's really the minority. But, like, some people are just really, like, really heavily invested in, like, the 
direction the game is going. And I totally get that. But like, if we were all the people competing for $150,000 and we are all cool and fine, it's yeah. like so crazy that these other people are not cool and fine. And like, you guys weren't going <laughs> to get the money. Like, why are you? <laughs> it's so, so wild. But yeah, we had such a great cast and we still like our, our circle group chat has been blowing up since we filmed it like seven months ago. And we just, everyone's so lovely and like had honestly such a great experience. That's fantastic. I love that. Uh, Mary, do you have any last questions before we wrap Uh, up? I mean, I guess we can ask it, right? I don't know. What do you think? Are you okay with answering the the big question that the show is built around? Popping your cherry, how you lost your virginity. uh, Tell us about it. Okay. um, It was... So... I lost my virginity when I was 16 and it was to a person that I thought was just like the coolest. And this is actually, it's funny to reflect on now because, um, I really didn't think that he liked me. Like I didn't think he like took me seriously. I thought I knew he liked me, thought I was attractive, but I didn't think he wanted to date me because I didn't think I was like cool enough. And we'd been friends for like years before this. And like the way that I lost my virginity was so embarrassing. It was like in his basement and like family guy was playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> terrible <laughs> and it was were his parents wait were his parents home no his parents, okay. were, home. parents um, were home and I'm sure I lied about where I was and yeah. <laughs> and it was just like you know what I think people put a lot of weight on like your first time having mm-hmm. that be like the defining thing of your sexuality and and it really like it wasn't that for me but I'm I felt happy and safe at that time. And I still, yeah. you know, me and that person have been friends for years and years and years, and we still are. And um, yeah, but I will never forget the family guy was playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you said, oh, I, this is a good I story. Ask every episode when someone tells their story, I'm like, well, do you remember like what was on the TV or like what yeah. you were listening to? And they're like, no, not really. So thank you for actually paying oh, attention to those Oh, I will never forget it as long as I That is... Yep, and it's you know I'm not mad at it. I like Family Guy. Could yeah. be worse. Yeah, it could. I had an ex that could, could only fall asleep theory. listening to Family Guy. We had to listen to it all like oh every God. night. That's Wait, I want to get so. What's your Instagram? Well, and all your social media. I'm going to follow you right now. It's at Alyssa Lube. It's A L Y S S A L J U B. But it is pronounced Lube. It is pronounced Lube. That's so funny. That's your last name. Oh my! Well, thank you for joining us. This is now my new favorite episode. No offense, anyone else who's been on my podcast, but this is my new favorite one. So yay! Thank you guys for having me. This is so fun. I'm like so honored to be here. Yes, and I'll be DMing you and everything. So yay! Thank you guys. Thank you. There's just something about Mary. 